0: Sometimes I think that we come to Christmas and we come to church and sometimes I think we really just don't pay all that much attention to what we're really doing. Sometimes. Other times it touches our hearts deeply. There is a story, you might call it a joke, that Someone from the Canterbury Choir sent me. There's a journalist who was was assigned to the Jerusalem Bureau, and she had an apartment overlooking the Western Wall where everyone would go and put their prayers on paper and stick them in the cracks of the wall and pray. And every day when she looked out of her window, she sees this old bearded Jewish man praying vigorously, certain that he would be a good interview subject, The journalist she goes down to the wall introduces herself to the old man and she asks you know you come here every day to the wall sir how long have you done that and what are you praying for the old man replies i have come here every day to pray for 25 years in the morning i pray for world peace and the brotherhood of man and i go home and i have a cup of tea And I come back and I pray for the eradication of illness and disease from the earth. And very, very important, I pray for peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And the journalist, she's quite impressed. She asks, how does this make you feel to come here every day for 25 years, pray these wonderful things? And the old man replies calmly, it makes me feel like I'm talking to a wall. (laughs) And that's sometimes maybe how we feel when we come to church or when we speak to the Lord, like we're talking to a wall. Several years ago, a mother in Anderson, South Carolina, She was very, very busy on Christmas Eve, wrapping packages and preparing to take her family to the Christmas Eve service at their church. And suddenly she realized that the shoes she had planned to wear were scuffed up and badly needed some kind of attention. So she said to her eight-year-old son, who was bubbling with excited energy, would you take an old newspaper, please, out on the back porch, try to shine my shoes without making a mess? And of course, every child is eager to please on Christmas Eve, so off he went. And in a little while, he brought the shoes back, just really nicely shined. And the mother was so impressed that she reached into her pocketbook and gave him a dollar with, along with a big hug and a thank you. And later that evening, as she was getting dressed, she started to put on her shoe, but realized that there was something inside of it. She reached in and she found a dollar wrapped in a piece of notebook paper. And on the paper, written in childish scrawl, was this message. I done it for love. I done it for love. And I think that's why we're here tonight. Because deep down, every one of us knows that God done it for love. Now, perhaps we've come here for different reasons tonight. Some of you might have come just because it's Christmas Eve, and that's what you do. You go to church on Christmas Eve. Some of you might have come because you were invited by a friend or a loved one or a family member, someone who really cares about you. Some of you might have come because you saw an ad in the paper or the sign out front. But you're here, and that's what matters. You are here, and I don't care why you think you're here, you're not here by accident, not at all. You know, a 1,000 years before you were even born, God knew that on December 24th, 20,022 at 5 o'clock in the evening, you would be right here at St. Timothy's Anglican Church in Spring, Texas. And he wanted to get you here just for a few minutes so he could get you to slow down enough to get your attention to let you know that he'd done it for love. And this is what I imagine God to be saying to you and to me. I made you for a purpose, and I love you, and you matter to me. I have seen every single moment of your life. From the moment you were conceived in your mother's womb, I saw your first heartbeat. I've seen the good and the bad and the ugly in your life. And I still love you because I am God. I will never love you more than I do now. And I will never love you any less than I do now. Because my love for you is not based on your performance. It's based on the fact that I made you and I know everything about you and I want you to know me. So the message of Christmas is this, you matter to God. Each and every one of you matters to God. You matter to God so much that he came down from heaven to let you know that you matter to him. And that's what I mean when I say God done it for love. That's the whole message of Christmas. And I could sit down right now, feel very comfortable because I feel like I've given you the Christmas marriage, but don't get your hopes up because I'm not going to sit down right now. It's too soon for me to sit down. On that night, many, many years ago, the angel said, Do not be afraid. I bring you the most joyful news ever announced and it is for everyone. Today your savior is born. He is Christ the Lord. Give glory to God in heaven and on earth. Let there be peace among people who please God. What a great and holy truth this is. The almighty God is born as a child. The God of the universe who created everything that is Is born as a little baby. Christ Jesus has come into his world. Every moment in history hinges on that one event. But I have to tell you that what we celebrate here tonight, as great and as glorious as it is, is much more than some admirable occurrence that happened 2,000 years ago in the past. We are here tonight rejoicing in a mystery which affects each and every one of us right now. The God who was born among us as Jesus of Nazareth, still in the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit, lives among us. The God who was born 2,000 years ago as a baby still lives among us right now too often we take this truth for granted. We love to take the time to remember and to celebrate Jesus as a baby 2,000 years ago, but we fail to remember his presence among us tonight and tomorrow and the next day when we get busy or when we get angry or when we get whatever we get. And I think part of the reason might be is because some of us are afraid of God. I think it's significant That the very first thing the angel said when he announced that Jesus is born is do not be afraid. And as hard as it might be to believe, some of us really are afraid of God. But let me say this, Jesus came to earth not to scare us, but to save us. God does not want to scare us, he wants to save us. Of all the ways God could have come to earth, why would he have come as a baby. You know, if God wanted to relate to cows, what would he have done? He would have come as a cow. If God wanted to relate to birds, he would have come as a bird. But he wanted to relate to human beings. And so he came to earth as a human being. That's what God is like. And then the angel said, I bring you the most joyful news ever announced. The most joyful news ever announced. A lot of people think that God is some kind of cosmic killjoy in the sky, standing up there waiting to make their life miserable. I really do hear that all the time in roundabout ways, thinking about God and his wrath rather than his love. But can you imagine, what if your son or your daughter came to you and said, Dad, Mom, I love you. I want to be the kind of young man or young woman that you want me to be. I want to live for you. I want to do what is right. How would you respond to your child? Would you say, well, I've been waiting for this day. And now you are going to regret it for the rest of your life. You say you want to do right. You want to do good. I'm going to break all of your things. And if you smile, I'm going to bust out your teeth. Of course you wouldn't say that. No one would say that, no mom or dad. It's just plain dumb. But a lot of people think that way about God. They think if I really come to God and say, God, I want, you, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to receive your son, Christ, into my life. And I want to do what you want me to do. And they think God's going to say, I've been waiting for this day to make your life miserable. Because they think that the word Christian means miserable. But how far from the truth is that? The angel said, I come to give you great news of great joy. And Jesus said, I came to give life in all of its fullness. And so I say, enjoy it. Enjoy what God has to give. Enjoy who God is. God wants you to make the most of your life, not to waste it, not to abuse it. But to make your life count, accept God's gift. He's handing it to you. Right now, even. And then the angel said, Today, your Savior is born. What is a Savior? What does that mean? Now, let me just say this as long as we try to save ourselves, God has a whole lot of trouble trying to save us. If we get in the way, God has to back off. As long as we're thinking, I can work it all out. I can solve my own problems. I've got my own plans. I don't need God. I don't need anything else. I am my own boss. And God says, go right ahead. Try to live that way. But I want you to notice the frustration you will have and the tension and the stress and the anger that comes up in your life. The worry, the guilt, the bitterness, the depression, all these things that come. Where do you think all those things come from? Those things come from trying to do God's job. We're not God, we can't do God's job. But God says, relax. You, stop trying to save yourself. Stop trying to work your way to heaven. Stop trying to earn points with God. Relax and accept my gift of love and my gift of hope. Unto you, each and every one of you is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Thanks be to God for the gift of himself, way too wonderful for words. We can't even begin to comprehend what God has done. You know, I read about a guy who got a Christmas gift 49 years ago and he still hasn't opened it yet. Can you imagine if you gave me a Christmas gift and I put it under my Christmas tree and six months later you come over to my house and that gift is sitting in a corner somewhere. You say, how did you like the gift? And I'll say, well, I loved it. Unfortunately, I just haven't had time to unwrap it yet and I'm really grateful for the gift but maybe someday I'm going to unwrap it. You think that was kind of strange, wouldn't you? Yet some people go Christmas after Christmas after Christmas, never unwrap the gift that it's all about. Some people have never accepted God's gift, who is Jesus Christ. And so I challenge you this Christmas. Open the gift that God gives you and receive him into your life. You say, yes, I've received him already. Receive receive him again. And again and again. He loves coming to us. So when you leave here tonight, take this thought with you as you go back to your homes. The Lord of the universe has been born among us 2,000 years ago. And yes, tonight. And yes, tomorrow. And yes, the next day. Allow Christ to be born in you over and over again in ways yet unforeseen in ways yet unimaginable, in ways yet unexperienced. Because that's the wonder of Christmas. That's the glory of Christmas. That's the beauty of Christmas, which reaches out beyond all impossibility and shows us that after all, God done it for love.